You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. It is a Thursday podcast recorded on a Wednesday. As always, we just did the Immaculate Grid, as always. It beat us for the first time ever. Not as always. We were bested by the grid. Really hard question. What was it? Uh, Patriots uh, and New York Yeah, Patriots, Giants. Giants. The most popular answer is Nate Solder. And that probably tells you everything you need to know that a left tackle is the most popular answer for a question. Yeah, that was tough. That was really brutal. Um, So we missed it. We missed two, actually. But we'll move on. Uh, Week three is now behind us and coming into the planning section of this, I was like, guys, what do you mean it's week four? We mean, <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy how fast this happens. <laughs> we wait all year long. I feel like we say this every year at about this time. We're like damn near a quarter of the way through the season. And uh, what's crazy about that is it's still too early. I think it's really still too early to be able to plant your flag anywhere other than you're still making hot takes. Like even now today, I think if I said I think the Dolphins are going to be in the Super Bowl, like that's that's not really valid until we get this performance for another six weeks. But it's kind of just you know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. Like it's it's weird that we're quarter way through, but it's a meaningless quarter almost. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I like we don't them. even know who these teams are yet. We don't know who they are. Um. Any surprises? I had some news that I wanted to write down. I've got to do a better job throughout the week. I'm going to start doing that. Writing down a couple of news points. I did see we all talked about Devontae Adams. He wants out. That was yeah. the, that was the message, yeah. right? Like Adams doesn't want to play there anymore. Yeah. He's I pretty. Mean, go ahead, Daniel. It's just going to have to turn around quick there. It's going to get ugly before the trade deadline. Um, he just doesn't have the patience. He said, I, I don't got time to just wait around. It's not my mentality to take all season to figure it out. That was after yeah. the 23 to 18 loss to the Steelers. In my opinion, he did that to himself when he joined a, a football team with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. I mean, we saw this coming, right? Yeah, mile away. We didn't see Derek Carr getting traded, but we saw the demise of the Raiders for sure. I don't know. Um, the Raiders aren't turning this around, right? Well, let's let's take a look. It's not. It's still too early to make season-long predictions here. But at one and two, the Raiders are glancing quickly second lowest in points scored in the AFC, tied for second lowest uh, with the Titans, who are miserably horrible. Also, pretty fascinating. The only team who has scored fewer points than the Raiders and the Titans are the Jets. Oh. Yeah, and they literally don't have a quarterback at all. Yeah, that's that's rough for the Jets. Um, I mean, we're talking about Wait. trades. Like, obviously, I don't think a Devontae Adams trade is going to happen right now, but it could happen before the deadline. But what about like Kirk Cousins getting shipped out to New York to play quarterback? Is he on the last year of his contract? What do we know here about Kirk Cousins? Because. They need a quarterback bad, and it doesn't seem like the Vikings are going anywhere, which is unfortunate for Justin Jefferson. Hopefully they don't lose him too. Um, but I've heard Kirk Cousins could be a trade candidate. Interesting. You think he's going anywhere? I think they re-sign him. Well, hold up. Let's take a look. It is crazy that the Vikings are are 0 and 3 and they have the leading passer in the NFL right now leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns his best receiver who's maybe the best receiver in general leads the league in receiving yards um Daniel Hunter is second in sacks in the league so they have leaders on both sides of the ball yet they are 0 and 3 <laughs> 
Yeah, obviously some disconnect. Uh, it looks like Kirk Cousins is on the last year of his contract, boys, uh, with a base salary of $10 million. Um, this could be a perfect move for the Jets, in my opinion, because obviously Aaron Rodgers has been vocal about playing next season, so might as well bite the bullet, bring Kirk Cousins in, let him prove himself on a what should be a better team, and then he uh, can set the market, set the market for his offseason. But here's the problem. Kirk Cousins doesn't need to prove himself. So I think Kirk Cousins is an aging veteran that's probably not going to get some 10-year deal. That'd be ridiculous. I don't know how old Kirk Cousins is, but I bet he's mid-30s. I bet he's looking for a three- to four-year contract. Um, the Jets aren't going to have the opportunity for him. So, of course, he can be traded at any point. And, of course, the Vikings could just trade him to the Jets, use him for a season, let him become a free agent, let him hit the market. Like, that's definitely in the realm of possibility. That's very messy. Very messy. Considering, Why is it messy? Well, because you got to consider, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Kirk Cousins being better than Joe Burrow in primetime games. Statistically, he is. He is a clutch quarterback who may make a couple of mistakes, but he is leading the league in passing, leading the league in touchdowns. Like, he's a, he's a great quarterback. By all standards in the modern NFL... He's a franchise guy. So another wrinkle here is Aaron Rodgers is rostered on the Jets and tends to play for the Jets, wants to play for the Jets this year. I mean, this guy went into a cave for like a week and didn't see anybody or anything, not even his own hand in front of his face. Like, I I think there's a real chance that Aaron Rodgers could come back this season. Now, you do? I think that like... it requires something crazy. Excuse me. It requires the Jets to get their shit together and have a re- real playoff opportunity. So in that sense, you're right, Corey. They need to get a real quarterback in there quick. Maybe it is just a one-year guy like Kirk Cousins, but I think that's way too messy. I don't see the Vikings putting them, putting Kirk in that situation. He's been too good. Too good for too long. He's not the reason they're 0-3. So... With that being said, unless they're ready to scrap everything and do a total rebuild in Minnesota, I think they re-sign Kirk Cousins. I really do. I don't think he's the trade. We got a comment. What about imagine Kirk Cousins for Justin Fields? And I think he just means cut Justin Fields and imagine Kirk Cousins being the quarterback in Chicago with Kirk being the, with uh, Justin Fields being the backup. That's interesting. No, but that's an in, in division trade. But now we're talking about an in division trade for a franchise yeah, quarterback. In division trade, and the Bears are looking at Caleb Williams. Let's be honest. But then, I mean, I don't think it's too far fetched to say that's where the Vikings are at either. I mean, they're zero and three right now. They're how many teams are zero and three? Let's look. So you've got Denver, Carolina, Minnesota, and the Bears. So Minnesota's got an yeah, opportunity one team here. That doesn't belong there. <laughs> Who's that? It's the Vikings. Minnesota. Yeah. They don't belong there. Uh, okay. I mean, if if they if they're planning on moving on from Kirk Cousins and want to start planning for a younger future, now would be the time to do it if they're going to do it. Kirk, all Kirk Cousins is going to do is win you five or six games this year, you know, maybe seven, eight if the season really turns around, and then you get nothing. Or you could trade him right now and have shit at the quarterback position and possibly get a top two pick. I mean, the Panthers aren't picking quarterback. Broncos are going to win some games, and then you got the Bears. So you're you're potentially looking at the Bears and the Vikings right there. I I think it'd be a good time for Minnesota to say, all right, let's cut our cut our losses. Last, last year, the contract for Cousins, let's ship him out to uh, Jets, let him play for a playoff run, and then uh, move on. I, I, th- I think this would be the perfect time for him to do it. I can't believe neither of you guys are on board with me here. I'm not on board I'm a little mind blown. No. I could see the Falcons being a player. I'll play the game with you. I could see the Falcons have some tools. They're showing that they, Oh God, if I was Atlanta, I would love to trade for Kirk. I mean, I could see there that being viable. I'm I'm with the jets on that too. I'm not, I like that. I'm not with the jets. I think it's too messy. I think there's not enough gain 
I guess the only team that wins is is the Jets. Okay, all right, I'll shut the up. The only problem is they're really expecting Aaron Rodgers to come back next year. Yeah. Correct. Well, so are, like, are you really going to have Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins on the roster next year? No, Kirk Cousins would be gone. You'd have Aaron Rodgers. But in order for Aaron Rodgers even to come back, he's talking about coming back for the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs. That ain't going to happen with Zach Wilson. That's if you want to like, make the playoffs and then maybe you have Cousins start a game and if he doesn't play well, you roll out Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know how his health is and you take that risk. Or maybe you just start Aaron Rodgers over Cousins. I don't think at that point anybody's feelings would be hurt. You know, But I, I think – I, I don't think it's too far out of the realm for the Vikings to hit a little bit of a reset button here, especially at 0-3 with the best quarterback class in a long time coming up. And, like, the Falcons are winning games without Kirk Cousins, so I don't even know what they're trying to do. I think Kirk Cousins would be a great fit in Atlanta. Yeah, because Ritter sucks. I think it's Atlanta. Yeah. That's my pick. I like the idea of trading Cousins because I do like the idea – of and look, this is all contingent on the Vikings not getting this shit together. They're gonna play the Panthers this week. I think they win that game. The Sh- it's they a mistake. Ch- the Chiefs they lose. I think they. I think Mahomes. I think they could beat the Chiefs, but let's say they lose. Anybody the can win any given Sunday. Look at this past week. And then it's a bunch of split. They- then it's a bunch of games. Like their schedule is about to get a whole lot easier, guys. They have played the Eagles and the Chargers were two of their first three games. The third was the the Buccaneers, which I think we all liked the Buccaneers. Like it was a low key under. Really, they should have won that game. They, they, they turned the ball over game. like three or four times. They had that game in hand, and they could have won against the Chargers. So we're t- we're, we're talking yeah, about good both teams. Games. Yeah, we could be. Yeah, we could be talking about two and one team within one possession, which is what they did last year. And here, they, now it's it's their average win. Four or five points, or some crazy, it like crazy, and it all comes yeah, back something to something that can't be sustainable. It all comes back to the things that I'm saying about Christian, about not Christian Kirk, about Kirk Cousins. He keeps them in these games 34, 28 to 34, winnable game against the Eagles. He keeps them in all of these games. The defense is the problem. The defense is the problem in Minnesota. Uh, if you want to trade him away to rebuild that defense, and you're going to tank the season, and that's fine. But I'm looking at the Bears, the Packers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Broncos, the Bears. I mean, the Vikings. This Look, they got a winnable season, guys. They could, they're a playoff team. At 0-3, they're a playoff team. As, as, you're, you know, as the owner of the Vikings, you're 0-3 here. Best quarterback class ever coming up. Are you a Super Bowl team? Yes, this is a Super Bowl team. Wow, at 0-3? I think so. Okay, I mean they it's a defense. defense. It's a defense away. I should I should back up. It's a defense away from being a Super Bowl team. You're right. They've got it. They've got they've got a wide receiver. They got a quarterback. They really don't have much else. Dalvin Cook's gone. A rookie wide receiver. Yeah, it's. I mean that's now. It's like the perfect time to do it. And you, if you draft a rookie quarterback, he's got a couple weapons to come into. Oh man, I when when he gets traded to the Vic, or to the Jets in the next couple of weeks. Ooh. I'm going to feel real good. You want to take shots that he doesn't go to the Jets? Uh, I'm not going to take shots on this one just because I don't know. I'll do a shot bet that Kurt gets traded before his contract. I, I don't want take, to do that. I'll either. take that he will not get traded. I'm, I'm not going to take that. I do. I'll take that. Oh, you say he won't? I don't. I don't think he will. Okay. Here's one. What if the Seahawks try to get Kirk? Seahawks are fine. I don't hate that. Seahawks are fine. Is Kirk that much of an upgrade over Gino? They're two and one. Yes, he is. <laughs> How much better is Dak Prescott than uh, Kirk Cousins? Not. I'd say they're the same. They're the same guy. I'd say I'd argue that Kirk is better. Oh I would too. God, this has turned into a Kirk Cousin love cest, and I'm about it. I'm dude, we're talking about it. Dak Prescott. The dude blew it in Arizona this week. Talk about the worst team in football that we should be talking about, 0-3. He was on the Cowboys, and they it, the game wasn't really close. They lost by 12. It should have been more. To the Cardinals. That was bad. They're trying to tank, and they beat the Cowboys. That was bad. Dak I, is not elite. 
I like this um, <clears throat> this Kirk Cousins game. What's it? So I, I just said basically, what's the difference between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott? What's the difference between Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert? Ooh. I'll take uh, I'll take Herbert on that one. Yeah, he's got the youth. He's got the youth. Um, stronger arm, in my opinion. I agree. He can probably throw it throw it more deep and a little more. more. Yep. Yeah, just press it into coverage there. Um, definitely the mobility standpoint. I mean, there's there's but, three main differences right there. Is he that much more mobile? Like he didn't run. I mean, a Justin lot. Herbert's not very mobile, but Kirk Cousins is about immobile as it gets. All right, what's the difference between Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff? Uh, the difference is that, oh, I think Jared Goff is a product of good coaching with a great weapon, a couple of great weapons. Um, Don't you're you're gonna offend Corey here? Just take it easy. Use your words wisely. I think that Jared Goff is outperforming who he really is. And really, I, I think it's sustainable. I think he can continue to outperform who he really is because the system that Goff is playing in is so desirable. You know, it looks a lot like when he was with the Rams, Sean McVay, that high-powered, fast-moving, like snap the ball, move the ball. The defense doesn't get time to think. Just West Coast. Yes. That's what's happening here, and he's excelling at that. I think in any other system, in any other system, I would pick Kirk Cousins. Okay, okay. I'll take Goff because of who he is, where he is. But in a vacuum where we're just looking at the player, I would take Cousins. So in my mind, I think all these guys are like same tier quarterback. Like I think Justin Herbert's really hyped up in people's minds because he's he's a younger guy and he's bigger and he's mobile. But I don't see him dropping, you know, these dimes like – Trevor Lawrence is out here doing Trevor Lawrence is putting balls in places like a superstar. Like I just don't get that juice with Justin Herbert. Um, I think you need yeah. to watch Justin Herbert more. I think I've seen enough. I think you'd be surprised at how bad Trevor Lawrence has looked this year overall. Like even on the stat sheet, I mean, just some horrible, horrible games. Yeah, you were, you know, glued to the TV week one when he was, you know, having a great oh, game. Oh, yeah, against the Colts. Since then, he's he's really sucked. And Herbert is ascending. We'll see after he loses Mike Williams, but then they're they're drafting fresh talent. Quentin Johnston's going to come into the, into the fold. But oh, yeah, where know. has he been? I'm, I'm Herbert over... Uh, we'll see him now. We're going to start seeing <laughs> he him was now. Mike Williams' replacement. <laughs> He's absolutely the replacement but to Mike Williams. I am 100% Herbert over Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's put the Kirk Cousins game down. It does lead us well into what we were going to talk about. Daniel has a list of guys that we're going to debate keep trade cut. Now, Daniel, I will say thank you for putting the list together. We talked about we talked about um, Kirk Cousins for way longer than I thought we would. So let's cut the list back a little bit. Let's not do six players. Let's do four players. Any four of your choice. What do you mean? Let's not do six. You had it's just three. Oh, I thought you had trade cut. I thought you had three wide receiver, three running back. I did keep trade cut for wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends. How many, just do how wide many players? Running back. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Let's do like... We have a keep trade cut option for each position. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you've got some players in mind, right? Yeah, yep. How many players total? Got them already. Um, 12. Okay, let's cut that in half. Let's make it six. All right. We'll just do... I bet we could wide do Wide receiver running back. Perfect. Let's do wide receiver running back. All right. Um, so my first one for, for Corey is Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so here we go. Put on your thinking caps here. Cause this is just rest of season. You're a fantasy football team manager. Okay. Keep trade cut. 
wide receiver edition here. Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, or Cortland Sutton? Am I supposed to dig um, in? Do you have any stats to rattle off about him real quick? So, if we're looking at purely wide receiver rankings, Cortland Sutton actually ranks higher than the other two guys. Better than Calvin Ridley and and Garrett Wilson. Um, Cortland Sutton, he has... Uh, 17 catches on the year and two touchdowns. He's got five targets, seven targets, 11 targets, double digits every week. And this is in a half-point PPR, by the way, format. If you look at Garrett Wilson, he had a good good week one-ish and two. So he's had 12 catches, two touchdowns as well. Um... Not really, not really nearly as strong. Wide receiver, 31. And then Calvin Ridley. Sorry, I wasn't prepared with exact stats or anything. We kind of went through this before. Week one, eight for 101 and a touchdown and has been awful since. Has had five catches since. Has had 72 yards since. Zero touchdowns since. Okay, I'm ready. All right, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I am keeping Calvin Ridley. I'm trading really? Sutton and I'm cutting Garrett Wilson. And here's my thought process of these Cortland Sutton is on his peak. He's at the, uh, he is at what we would expect him to be, which he hasn't lived up to what we expect him to be over the recent past. And when recent past, I mean, the last two years or so, he just hasn't been, and he was hurt. I think two years ago well, he was hurt. We were talking about Sean Payton's offense and them, you know, getting ramped up. And getting he's, ramped up a little bit last week against the Dolphins. It could get better. Eight receptions, 91 yards. He busted out for a 25-yard 25 reception. He had a touchdown last week. These are the things that you want to see. This is a guy I'm going to trade away because it is still an offense that's learning a lot about themselves. They still are handcuffed by Russell Wilson, so I'm personally out. I've seen enough to know. I could argue. I could argue that he has the least trade value out of all three of those guys. And that might be okay. Name recognition wise. Yeah, sure. Name recognition wise, maybe. Well, that's what you want when you're when you're trying to trade somebody. Yeah. I mean, somebody wants Garrett Wilson, and there's still promise. If you know, if Calvin Ridley. Your, if you're in your work league where somebody isn't actually watching the games, then you only want name recognition. But if you're paying attention to somebody who's going to look at these stats and give you a comparable player back at a different position, let's say you're weak at. Running back. No, I know. You're talking my language. I mean, if you're talking to a real fantasy you football player, pretty close. Then, yeah. then yeah. I mean, Garrett Wilson's got the name value to your office league, or Calvin Ridley's got your name value to the office league, right? Cortland Sutton's going to be depressed to those guys because they've had him, they've drafted him before and got burned. They're not paying attention to what's happening. Cortland Sutton is the alpha in that offense, and I'm giving away a good player here. But with Calvin Ridley... The thing about Calvin Ridley is, yes, he's only caught five balls in the last two weeks, but he's been targeted 15 times. That's not going to go away. So to me, in my mind, I'm not trading that player on a depressed value. I'm going to keep that player knowing that it's more likely that most of his games look more like week one against the Colts. Eight receptions on 11 targets for 101 yards and a touchdown. I think it looks more like that week to week than last week against Houston where, quite frankly, the Jaguars just shit themselves, put them in the title with the Bears and the Broncos, three receptions, seven targets, 40 yards. With that, he's still an explosive playmaker. His, lar- his longest, longest last week was 21. I mean, he's still making plays. Uh, it's just not get, coming together. It will come together. He is still the, the focal point of that passing attack. And yeah, he took two, two years off football. I'm holding on to this one. I think that the the ceiling for Ridley is higher than any of these other players, given Trevor Lawrence, given that offense, given his target volume, and really the lack of somebody. They're not focusing on any other receiver in that backfield, in the not the backfield, but in that room. So that's that's what it is for me. It's pretty easy. I'm keeping Ridley. I'm trading Sutton, and Garrett Wilson is a guy I have to cut. One, I would keep Sutton. To, I would keep 
Wilson too, if I could, but I can't. The rules say I have to cut him, so he's gone. I'm actually the exact same as Tony here. Um, yeah, Garrett Wilson's in a bad situation right now. I, I, he might be the best talent out of all three of these right now, but the quarterback situation is absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm keeping Ridley. I'm a believer. I'm still a believer in Lawrence. They, <clears throat> this past week had a division game, which is always tough. Uh, going to Atlanta this week. I think they can bounce back. I believe in Trevor Lawrence, and I'm feeling Calvin Ridley. I, like I said at the beginning of the season, uh, I think he could be a league winner. We just have to be a little patient here with him. He, you got to remember, he's he's getting back in the flow of things too. So, um, And then Cortland Sutton. You said trade on Sutton, right? Yeah, trade. Um, that's probably what I'm doing with Sutton. I I like Sutton. If I could keep him, I could. But I think I like Ridley a little bit better. And it just, it just happens that Garrett Wilson is my least favorite here. So... I don't really have a big argument for trading Sutton. I don't think his, you know, his value's really shifted or anything. But um, I think, you know, if you're in a in a league where you're pretty intimate with like the other people, like you're around them and you talk to them all the time, you might be able to convince somebody to spend a little extra money, you know, a little extra capital on Cortland Sutton right now. I think you could sell them to somebody. Daniel, what do cool. you say? Um. I'm keeping Cortland Sutton and trading Calvin Ridley. His recent stretches. Uh, oh, scare me enough. Fellas, we got our first caller. We got a caller. Here. Hello. Hello. What's up, boys? Oh, my God. Guys, we've got our first caller. Welcome to the show. Tonight. Welcome to the huddle. Who am I talking to? Where are you from? What's your favorite color? And what did you eat for dinner? I'm a long time listener, first time caller. Love to have you. What you uh, got for us? I'm with Daniel. <laughs> just just to get to the point here. Um, I'm trading Calvin Ridley because first off, I'm going to pitch to them all the targets that he's getting. And saying that in the future, that's going to turn into points for them when really the Jaguars have way too many people to give the ball to for him to consistently get points week in and week out. Whereas Cortland Sutton has been a steady, nice flex option who I currently have on my team and I'm going to keep him. Garrett Wilson is just in a rough situation. You're not going to sell that to anybody. Uh, The chances of him scoring big points consistently slim picking it's not going to happen it's going to take just certain situations depending on the defense he's facing and uh you, yeah you're not going to sell that to anybody unless they're not very smart at watching football it. i can get down with that couldn't agree more but that, yeah Cortland that. sutton's the number one option on his team and calvin ridley yep. could be the yep. third or even fourth option some weeks oh my god <laughs> Oh. I, I think the big plays Cortland Sutton continues to make, the more they're going to keep targeting. Well, I do love to hear that. Cortland Sutton's got it coming. Cortland Sutton has it coming his way. He's been a favorite of mine for a very long time. Elite talent. We were all worried when Jerry Judy showed up that it would that he would become the alpha. It's very clear and obvious that Judy is the complement piece in that offense. Uh, Sutton yep. is the alpha. They are starting to use him more. I don't hate it, Dustin. I don't hate it. I uh, appreciate your call, though. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. No problem. All right, this is awkward. I'm going to hang up now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got you to do like the radio shows where you go, thanks for calling, and then you just hang up. Well, I just cut them off. I would have done that, <laughs> but maybe on the second call, I'll do that. It, no, it does feel a little rude, yeah. It does but, feel uh, rude. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, super a really good point. I mean, week one, it can't. We came out and like we're like, oh my god, we're all wrong about Calvin Ridley. Well, the people that doubted him, me. But I was like, man, he is the alpha, and he is just so good. But look at the last two weeks. I mean, you he would bomb your fantasy team, Corey. You can't tell me otherwise. Bomb. If I told you who was on my fantasy team right now, yeah, I know what a bomb looks like. And it ain't Calvin Ridley. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what a bomb looks like real quick. 
A bomb yeah, looks like you're referencing. It looks like Josh Allen, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, and Brandon Ayuk. That's what a bomb looks like. Eh, you got a good week one, but yeah, other than that, okay. Well, let's move on here because um, Tony is pressing me for time. I am pressing you for time. Um, We're going to do one more because then your best bets. One are, more, yeah, one more. Then your best bets. Yep. Okay. Running back edition. Keep trade cut. You guys ready? Ready. Yep. And I, I got prepared with a, more stats this time, Corey. Love that. Love Josh it. Jacobs. Okay. Which there's a trend here, by the way. These are like the three worst offenses in the league. Josh Jacobs who has 45 carries, just over 100 yards, 108 and no touchdowns. Brees Hall, 26 carries for 154, no touchdowns. And Derrick Henry, 51 carries, only 163 yards in three games for Derrick Henry and one touchdown. What are we doing? This is a tough one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go rapid fire. I'm going to give Corey a chance to think about this. You said Josh Jacobs. You said Derrick Henry. And you said... Brees Hall. Brees Hall. I'm going to keep Josh Jacobs, trade Brees Hall, cut Derrick Henry. Oh! Whoa. Long live the king. Look, here's the reality. Whoa. We thought coming into this that the Titans would be the best team or the second best team. I guess we thought they'd be the second best team in the AFC South. As a consensus, we saw Jacksonville leading the division pretty handily. That might not be happening. Don't know. This division seems to be more up in the air than we thought it would be. Uh, But a large part of this being up in the air is because the Titans have stuttered like tremendously. Yep. They don't have an alpha at wide receiver. This was a huge fuck-up. Getting rid of A.J. Brown was a disaster. And now it's mm-hmm. time to pay the piper. Derrick Henry has no room to run. Yeah, Ryan Traylon T- Burks is not him. Ryan Tannehill is a shadow of who he was before. We've seen this before with Tannehill, where he does this like ebb and flow, where he looks great, right? He looks like a franchise-leading, Super Bowl-winning quarterback for sometimes extended periods. We're talking like 12 to 16 weeks of greatness out of Ryan Tannehill. He's mobile at times. He's a bully sometimes. He can push somebody over. People don't give him enough credit. for When he's inside the red zone at the five-yard line, like he is a fucking weapon, a weapon. But Mm -hmm. that's not happening. That's not happening. Henry has no room to run. There are no elite options with separation at wideout. And who's the, t- I should know who their tight end is. I can't think of it off the top of my head because I've been rambling. Titan? Yeah. Chig Conquo. Okay. So a guy who's trying to find his way in the NFL. Uh, it's, to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, if, if Tannehill wasn't the quarterback, we would know his name a lot easier. To me, unfortunately, like we said before about talent, separating it from the situation, Henry might still be the most talented running back that you mentioned but his situation is so far gone. I, unfortunately, I finally gave in after years and years and years of just looking him in the face and not believing in him while he led the league in rushing over and over again. This year, I finally drafted him from a fantasy football team. And of course, this is the year that I get what I deserve for not believing in him for the last five years. Uh, but he's, it's done. I think it's done. And the, he, this might be the first year in a very long time that he doesn't pace for 1,000 thousand yards. I don't think it's going to happen. So cutting him, let's, let's, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. He's gone. And then with Jacobs, I feel like previous seasons, what was it? How do you say? Rushing, um, rushing leader. There you go. Amp. Yep. Yeah, rushing champ yep, rushing last champ. year. I think the head coach is the problem here. And when he says things like, yeah, I thought we had to have two. We had to have two to win. I get it. Like you have to have two to win when you're down by eight and you've got two minutes left to play, but you don't kick a field goal with two minutes left to play and hand the ball over to the other team when you still have an opportunity to get a touchdown and you're in there on their side of the field. You go for it. You get it. I mean, he's making some poor decisions. I think at some point those reins are going to get pulled back in, right? We've got Devontae Adams starting to make some noise. This is a big deal. For, for, for Adams to, to get onto social media and talk about how he kind of basically was asking for a trade. 
somebody is going to be talking to McDaniels. There will be changes. And I think the biggest change that that team could make is giving the ball more often to Josh Jacobs. If that happens, we could potentially have another amazing season out of him still. So I'm keeping him and then I'm trading the other guy. I forgot his name because I went on too long about the other two. Brees. Brees Hall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great talent, came back, looks exactly like we wanted to. Dalvin Cook is still there. There's no quarterback. Trade him. Yeah, I'd say out of all these, <clears throat> I'm least confident in Brees Hall. Uh, I am going to switch it up on the other two, though. There is quite a bit of trade interest right now in Josh Jacobs. I mean, just... From what I can feel in my league, I've got him. Um, he hasn't hit the end zone yet. That's kind of how I feel about my whole team right now. If these guys could just hit the end zone, they'd be fine. Uh, but I am a little bit worried about the production there. Um, only nine carries in week two, negative yards, even though Derrick Henry's kind of in the same. Honestly, their stat line's pretty identical between the three games. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like Jacobs has a little more juice to his name right now than Derrick Henry. And I feel like Derrick Henry could still put together a season. Um, you know, the juice I get for Josh Jacobs, you know, maybe I can fill a, you know, get a wide receiver or something to take, you know, fill up another spot in my roster. But I feel like I know what I'm going to get out of Derrick Henry. His first two games, he wasn't too bad. 15 carries for 63 and then 25 carries for 80 and a touchdown. Uh, so he is getting the ball. He got the ball last week. He just couldn't take it anywhere, but that was against Cleveland's defense who is really tough. Uh, We'll see how this plays out. Maybe I panic here in a few weeks when he doesn't he doesn't show up. But we have seen in the past when the Titans right now they're stuttering. But when the Titans get rolling and Derrick Henry gets rolling, there ain't no stopping Derrick Henry. So I'm gonna give this team a chance to come back. i they're in a soft division. We think uh, the Colts are leading that division, which is now what we expected. I think maybe that could tell us all we need to know about that division, that it is it is a little bit soft. But the Colts could be a little tougher than we think. Um, Texans, I think, are still going to be not very good. Um, I don't know why I'm spacing on the fourth team here, but um, I, I think they've got a chance to rebound here and could get Dolphins. Dolphins. It's the Jags. It's the Jacks. But, yeah, I, I, I still believe in Derrick Henry. I mean, he's really, like, their only offensive weapon, so they're just going to have to keep giving him the ball. It's all they got. It's just a matter if they can get him past the fucking defensive line because that's where all his yards come from is when he gets gets a full head of steam. If he, if he can't get that head of steam, he's done. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually with Corey on this one. I think um, – there's also a variable that Corey didn't mention, and that's that Derrick Henry is a prime trade candidate. So, you know, the season isn't going their way. We've talked about Kirk Cousins being traded. I mean, my God, there's not a more perfect trade candidate in the entire NFL than Derrick Henry for a running back needy team right now for the Titans team that is just awful. That's a good point. Um, But to Corey's point, has Ryan Tannehill ever really been great? I mean, Tony, you said he showed flashes of greatness, but he's he should, never he, really – he is the offense. I would say – So he's I, never, Yeah, I agree with you, and I don't want to get lost. Like, I'm not saying that Tannehill is great. He will not yeah, be – Yeah, no, a, I, I didn't yeah. say that you said that, but okay, it's like okay. he's been mediocre at best for the last he, he, five years. He's shown flashes of Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. When, when, <laughs> okay. He, he, okay. No. I see what you're doing. <laughs> But, but yeah, Josh Jacobs, as far as like trade value, um, has the highest out of these three. Brees Hall, I mean, there's only so that there's two teams on this list out of the three that have inner turmoil, and that's the Jets and the Raiders. The only <laughs> the only team with the players on it that aren't complaining publicly are the Titans, and they maybe should be. Um, but yeah, the, the Jets literally are like revolting in the locker room. Brees Hall gets four carries on a game that they are like struggling to move the ball, and then he complains, gets twelve carries the next game, and only puts up eighteen yards. I mean, that's it's over. Uh, he may have a couple weeks like he did week one to where the carries are limited. He's the number two behind Dalvin Cook, but he pulls off some big runs and he gets healthier and takes it for a touchdown next time. But there's just going to not be the consistency that we want from Brees. Um, 
Josh Jacobs, really anything could happen with this Raiders team. It's just not not in a good good spot right now, and it is scary. But Josh Jacobs still has trade value. I sent out two, three offers this week in Dynasty Leagues for Josh Jacobs because I know he has struggled, and I know there's a bounce back coming. Um, but I would do the same for Derrick Henry if I was a contender. I think Derrick Henry is just a bigger piece to have right now. Well, there you have it. Um, I've got a request for Tannehill versus Kirk Cousins. Let's hear it. But I think we all would pick Kirk Cousins. Oh, God. Yeah, not even remotely close. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, listen, he's shown flashes. It's been flash- no, It's been Cousins more than flashes. Him. Look, it has been more than flashes. Like, and that's a shame that we're running out of time because the other two were fun, it, the quarterbacks and tight ends. It would have been but fun. But it's fine. We it was a fun on. exercise. I'm not defending. We may still have – I may still have these same names written down after week four. We'll see. We, we can do it again. We can do this again. <laughs> All right. Maybe, ready for maybe the bets? I won't even have to write down different names. Yep. Let's ready for the bets? Best bets of the week. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is a segment where Daniel and I square off. We each pick four games every single week. I pick four spreads. Daniel takes four over-unders, and then we battle it out. And at the end of the season, the loser takes shots on the uh, Super Bowl podcast. Um, As of right now, the records stand at uh, myself. I'm at eight and four, which I'm very proud of. I'll take that any day, every day. And Daniel is sitting at five, six, and one, so a little below five hundred. And if you convert that into soccer points, I am at twenty-four, and Daniel's at sixteen. Which my no first, one does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my first game of the week: the Dolphins travel to Buffalo. The Dolphins coming off a seventy-point game against the lowly Broncos. Um, and they're playing one of the better teams in the AFC. This could be an AFC championship preview. I hope it is. I, I, I love the dolphins. You know, I'm, I go, I love me some Tua Tagovailoa. And Mm -hmm. did you know, hold on, fun fact I learned this week. Did you know Tua's middle name is Donnie? No, that is a fun fact. Thank you. Uh, very interesting middle name there for Tua. Um, Yeah. Hawaiian Donnie. (laughs) Yeah. Tua Donnie Tagovailoa. Uh, travel under the Bills. Uh, Bills. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Bills lost week one to the Jets. Um, but since then, they have creamed the Raiders and they creamed Washington last week. The Bills are for the real. Cream. The Bills are for real. Um, I think that, you know, the Dolphins are going to come a little bit off a high this week. They are playing a better defense. They, they're playing a much better team. Uh, I've got... And part of this, too, is I think a lot of money's going on Dolphins right now. The the people are high, too. The people are high, right? We're taking the Bills minus three at home against the Dolphins. I think think the public's really going to love the Dolphins getting points, so we're going the opposite way. Give me the Bills. Um, Tony, can you hit the alarm for breaking news? Breaking news. Taylor Swift is going to attend oh my God. the Chiefs Jets game in MetLife. <laughs> how how many records is this game going to break? How many more Swifties are going to buy it's Kelsey crazy. jerseys this week? You know what though? This is we mentioned it before, but this could potentially be the best thing that's happened to the NFL since the Super Bowl. Like since the Super Bowl. The very You know what's one. funny? My wife made a very good point, and it was hilarious. She said, yeah, you know, as as feminist as she is, you would think that she would attend a women's sport to gain popularity for it. And I was like, boom. Uh, that was there's, right definitely, there's, there's definitely some money exchanging hands in this scenario somewhere. I don't think there is. I think that's conspiracy <laughs> shit. There's no money getting changed. The only thing that's getting exchanged uh, is spit. Spit is getting swapped, and that's it. Oh. Okay, my first game. Um, Bengals travel and wait to a minute. Imagine, imagine what the baby would do. Like, imagine a football player out there that would, like, sing songs as he fucking took out. Imagine they make a little defender baby, right? A little cornerback. Just imagine. And he's, like, singing them all songs while he crushes them. Imagine. No? And the over-under is 41. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bengals at Titans. This game is going to be a snoozer. We were just talking about how bad the Titans have been on offense. The Bengals have looked the same. Um, the game that they just played Monday night against the Rams, which is not uh, it's spotty defense. Uh, Jamar Chase is back, but the Bengals are not. Joe Burrow looked horrible. T. Higgins looked horrible. Joe is still hurt. Came out this week that he just reached out to Aaron Rodgers officially on how to manage his calf pain and probably to try and avoid further injury. Um, so vibes are bad in Cincy. Vibes are also bad in Tennessee. 41, take the under. Uh, I've also got this game. Bengals are getting or Bengals are given the Titans two and a half. So Bengals are minus two and a half. That's where I'm going on this one. I'm just hoping for more of a bounce back. It's really what I'm hoping for. I, I don't have, I've, I've went with the Titans. I feel like in the last couple of weeks, I definitely went with them last week. I don't think they came through. Um, and I don't think they're coming through this week, but I think also had the Bengals last week and they didn't come through either. So yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Bengals, Bengals minus two and a half. Um, this one this one could really go either way this one is going to be either a very high scoring game or a very low scoring game the Broncos travel to Chicago and play the Bears so two bad defenses two bad offenses but offenses that are capable of putting up points which is crazy Uh, 46 is what Vegas has this over under at. That was kind of a kind of one of those lines that just stand out to me. Um, I had to take the under just from what these teams have looked like lately. Um, I'm all in on the under on 46. It's one of the highest of the week, actually. Uh, Broncos at Bears. I think Corey would probably agree. Take the under. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I think it feels like that's what they want you to do. Like it's a trap. I know, I know, I know. That's why I say it could really, this game could be a 32 to 35, just crazy barn burner. We'll see. Yeah, that one's scary. But seriously, do you remember when players would talk about how nice Andrew Luck was after they hit him? That's because he got up and said, hey, buddy, nice hit. You really killed me on that one. He'd He'd be singing and he'd be like, do, 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 All right, game three of the week. God, he's We've still got honest. the Patriots traveling a couple miles to the Jets. Um, not an exciting game at all here, but I believe the Patriots are the better team. Patriots are only two and a half point favorites. I have zero belief in the Jets, even though they made it interesting last week. Hey, whenever I bring these up, I'm always talking myself the other way, but. Uh, Belichick's going to outcoach Zach Wilson here. Let's be real. Give me the Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. You mean Sala or just coach Zach Wilson to have to lose the game for him? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm saying Bill Belichick's going to eat Zach Wilson alive is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think I was with you. Um, Third game, Raiders go into L.A. Oh, to take on. on the- I'm a fucking idiot. That game happened last week. <laughs> Wait, did I record that? Is, what oh what game God. did you just say? <laughs> I uh, even asked you something about it, and I still... said Jets, oh. and this is exactly what I said last week. I said... Yeah, I said, it sounded really familiar. Saying. It sounded really familiar, and I was like, wait a minute, that didn't happen. Hey, right. Here's the problem. Yeah. I'm right, yeah. like, usually... It threw me off when you were talking about it, but I just, I was like, he not, said it so not enough to say anything yeah. about it. it that's yeah. okay, Corey. It's not on the official record. It is. I, it's not here. I see your, I see your pick. Okay. Go ahead and make it. You know, when, oh, you, yeah. said, when you said he, they made it interesting last week, I was like, they did. God, who'd they play? I think it was because you were saying yes, New England. Exactly. And I was like, and I was like who yeah. the hell did they play? And there? I was like, I'm sitting here. I was like, you know, brain. I thought he was going to eat their lunch last week and it was actually a pretty good game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, New England covered that, by the way. I, I hit that one. Um, the problem is, the problem is I usually write in pen and I've got a pencil. So, like, I can't see my fucking picks on the paper. Jesus. All right. Vikings go to Carolina. Wait, is this your server? 
This is a real game that's happening this week. This is my third game. This is your though, okay? So you just this added my, that into the into the face. <laughs> the Vikings travel to Carolina. Carolina's getting four. Bryce Young's back. Uh, the Vikings are reeling right now at 0-3. I think this is going to be a better game than people think. I'm rolling with the Panthers plus four. Um, I... I'm in the boat that the Vikings stink right now. I don't think they've got enough juice. Um, I, I don't know that the Panthers are that great, but <clears throat> I feel like they've been pretty competitive and uh, along with the Vikings. So I, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, so I, I like the Panthers plus four and a half. They may not win this, but with the way both these teams have been playing, I think it's going to be close either way. So Panthers plus four and a half. I was very close to putting that in my over-under, actually. Um, but Bryce Young is back this week. If Andy Dalton was playing, as bad as it sounds, if Andy Dalton was playing, I would have hammered that. But since Bryce Young is playing, I'm hands-off because it was one of the higher over-unders of the week. So Vegas thinks it's going to be a good game, too. Sweet. Um, my last pick here, Monday night, Seattle goes into New York to take on the Giants. Um this is kind of one of those games where it looks good on paper. You know, we haven't really, because Saquon Barkley's been hurt. I think he's supposed to be back this week, maybe-ish. Uh, he could really determine the over-under on this game. It's 47 and a half, so it's kind of high. Um, the Giants' defense is good enough to slow down Seattle. Um, enough. Like, you can't slow them down all the way because they have too many weapons. Kenneth Walker's great, and then... You know, if something happens to him, Zach Charbonnet is just waiting in the midst to take over. Um, we haven't seen Jackson Smith and Jigba yet because we haven't really had to. Um, DK and Tyler Lockett are kind of holding down the fort. Um, Giants aren't that great on offense, uh, especially without Saquon. So I think he's expected to be out again. So I'm going to take the under on this one, 47 and a half. If Saquon was playing, if Jackson Smith and Jigbo was getting fired up, a part of the offense, if Darren Waller had actually like put something together yet, I'd be tempted to take the over on this just because I think it's going to be a close game. But um, I, I just don't think it's going to be fireworks on Monday night. I'm going to take the under. This is my favorite game of the week, I think. This is the one I feel most confident in. Uh, Cardinals are traveling traveling to San Francisco Sunday afternoon. I believe this is in the 4 o'clock set of games. San Francisco's favored by two touchdowns, 14 points, and I'm hammering it. I know everybody – I heard discussions last week that a lot of money was on the Cardinals to cover against the Cowboys. Well, San Francisco's a different animal. Cowboys aren't – I know yeah, San Francisco is actually a good team. Cowboys San Francisco is a different animal. Okay, San Francisco is going to put this little Cardinals little little hoorah. They're going to fucking stomp that shit out this week, and it's going to be yeah, fucking come on, ugly. Jesus. It's going to yeah. be fucking ugly there in San Francisco. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath. They won't know what color is their jersey and what color is the blood. Yeah, if you if you ever want to see a dead body, tune in at four twenty five this weekend. Okay, guys. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> guys, that's far enough. I got it. We got it. They're going to put them in the medical tent. Okay. Okay. Now, that's it. We've gone the past the line. Game. It's done. It's over. We got it. Hey, car- new Cardinals jerseys. I fucking love them. Yes, I love them. They're simple. Top they five jerseys. Do it. I, I'd have to do some analyzing to go that far, but they are fucking clean. And they're up some there. Of the best. They're up there with the Eagles. The Eagle let's, let's Bengals see this white. Bengals white. Bengals white. Listen, you guys were Bengals on. Uh, I like on. the Bengals white. Those think, are clean, I think baby. White, I think white pants suck. I think anybody wearing white pants looks like they're wearing a fucking long diaper. I'm out on the like white the pants. Yes. I hate the Colts wow. white pants. Uh, having said that, I don't like the Bengals white as much as you guys do. I would not put that in the oh. top five. But I definitely would put Ooh. Falcons, Cardinals, Cardinals. Falcons. I like the Falcons. Falcons. I like it when they roll out the retros. That's what they should be wearing right now is what they wore a week or two ago with the retro Falcon. That's the jerseys they should be wearing right now, not this modern, like, fade. Eagles. This, uh, that jersey is as bad as the previous Cardinals jersey. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, two more jerseys. Dude, that, that whiteout Bengals jersey is top three. You know what? The whiteout Browns jersey with that white helmet is fucking clean, too. That white that. and the brown and the orange. You haven't seen the white browns helmet? Oh my god! I don't know that I, I remember <laughs> what that looks like. 
I really don't. It I'm looks totally like, a, like a, a brown like a Browns jersey and helmet. White Browns helmet. helmet is different color than oh. I. I cannot remember no, ever seeing shit. a different color than just orange. White helmet, white jersey, white pants. It's fucking. Oh, it, it's literally like a white chocolate Reese's cup. Like I want to eat it. <laughs> and this is the Browns. Yeah, dude. Yeah, let me put it in the Discord. Shit. I don't know if I can do it this way. You got what? Well, you got another screen up over there, Daniel? We'll look it up. Go- we'll look it up. We'll look it up later. Yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. We'll look it up later. All right. What's anyway. your last pick of the week, Daniel? I already did mine. You've done four? Yeah. Well, you did four, and then one was. Yeah, last you did four, week, but so. one of them was the Patriots Jets. I did, I did mine back to back. So yeah, you did five. You did fourth one. Yes, you're good to go. No, uh, I did yeah. my two. I did my two. I did those two games back to back. Corey, you did Buffalo minus three, Carolina plus four, Cincinnati minus two and a half, and San Francisco minus 14. Daniel. Hey, you're good. You did four. Over 46, Denver, Chicago. Under 41. Oh, no, no. Under, I'm sorry. Under 46, Denver, Chicago. Under 41, Cincinnati, Tennessee. Over 48 and a half for Las Vegas and the Chargers. And under never 47. Heard never heard that one. Pause. Raiders, Chargers? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, um, could have sworn I did that one, but uh, yeah, Raiders going into Chargers. The over/under is forty-eight and a half. Um, I think it's a bounce-back game for Josh Jacobs. Um, I think the squeaky wheel will get the grease uh, with Devonte Adams, um, Justin Herbert. Love him. Think he's on fire. I don't think the Raiders' defense could could slow them down. It's one of the higher over/unders of the week, and one of the games I'm actually most excited about uh, because the Chargers. Their, their defense is not as stout as it was supposed to be. So um, I'm taking the over on that, 48 and a half. That is also a 4 o'clock game. There you go. Okay, now we got all the bets. Here's the parlay. It's already in. Open. Four-pick parlay. Bengals. You did the parlay before we talked? I did it as you were, as you were finishing up. I put the parlay in. Okay. Okay. So I did do it before you talked about this over under, but I wasn't picking that anyway. Cool. Actually, I did pick that in the parlay. I didn't need your explanation because I agreed with you completely. Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half at the Titans. I agree with you, Corey. I think the Titans are dog shit. Bengals bounce back. Niners. This one I struggled with. I took you on the Niners, but I wasn't willing to take the 14 points after what I saw last week. So I... I'll spread it to nine and a half. I think with, they win. Which team? I took the Cardinals. The, the Cardinals. I'm sorry. I took, I'm sorry. I, took, I took the Niners minus nine and a half. So you were scared of the Cardinals. I am a little yeah, bit afraid of the Cardinals. I, you know yeah. what? Uh, they The way that they put up points last week had me this shaking. This is in San Fran? Yeah. Yep. It's in San Francisco. Dude. I, I went, you know what? At minus nine and a half, it was still minus one ninety six. It didn't. Yes, cost you're both going. <laughs> it you ever seen a bloody birdbath? It didn't. Oh. <laughs> All right. What else you got? It didn't cost me a lot to do it, so I'm encouraging others to do it too. I like the pick. I'm scared of it. Minus nine and a half, under forty five and a half. Broncos Bears could be the most disappointing game of the season, maybe of the decade. Outside of that one Colts Bears game, do you remember that game? Where like Colts Broncos, nothing, nothing will be as bad as that. That was like what four points total scored. Somehow, only two safeties were scored, and it's twelve to nine. Okay, all field goals. <laughs> My God, uh, and I did take over forty-eight and a half <laughs> Raiders Chargers. Ten dollars pays one hundred five. Let's go. Now, can we talk more about the baby? Uh, no, but our the reason we got a caller is because if anyone wants to join us um, online on Twitch, 
Is that where it's is that where it's posted? Uh, are you yeah, about to give us the worst, the worst plug ever for Switch? Let him keep going. I want to hear how he does. If anyone wants to join us, uh, just go www. <laughs> join us on the World Wide Web. And our number will be You've been posted. listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. Yeah, Daniel, you got to look up these white Browns jerseys with the white helmets. <laughs>